Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Facing. This podcast is brought to you by Paleo Works. It's a locally owned meal prep kitchen with a passion for paleo. They make it easy for people to have the nutrition they need when they need it. They deliver weekly menus of heat and eat paleo meals, athlete recovery meals, and bulk macro items for those of you counting macros, as well as a variety of side items that can be added to your order. Their meals feature 100% grass-fed, all-natural and hormone-free chicken, beef, and pork. They have pickup locations all over the place to make it easy for you to pick up your meals, and they also have delivery options around Nashville area for a small fee. Paleo Works wants to make nutrition the easiest part of your day. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Go check out the uh, website at barbell-voodoo.com for all your awesome apparel needs. And also check out Barbell Voodoo Private Label. We just want to be a part of anything you're doing and anything you need printed. That's the place to have it done. In the meantime, enjoy the podcast. We have a couple uh, Will Ferrell moments. Will you? Yeah. Like in terms of? Like where you just go off and you answer the question and then you completely blank out and forget what you just said. Oh. Hmm. You've never had that? No. Okay. Yes. Well, no. I forgot. Are you having one right now? I've forgotten where, I've, where I'm going <laughs> with something. Like I, I, I've said something and then go, no idea why I told that. Yes. That will well, I need 100% to say that, happen. But... <clears throat> All right. You ready? This is going to be interesting. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah. Good. Okay. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. numb fingertips and sweaty pits. Numb fingertips, sweaty pits. <sighs> Just ate some tacos, so my throat's nice and yeah. not clear. Good. There, tacos. Overshare already. All right, you ready? Yep. All right, welcome to the episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. This is episode 71, and we are sitting down with Annette McNamara. McNamara, I just butchered your last name. Did you hear that? Like, I went, like, southern and just took out some middle parts. McNamara. And just hit the first and the end. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... I'm, I'm not used to being a southern person, it's so... better than McNamara. McNamara. We could do that. I, I'm usually pretty good at butchering names anyways. So, we uh, met... Almost a year ago. Was it? it mm-hmm. It's been that short of a time? I feel like it's, it's it was forever. years ago, Um and so we had a mutual friend, um, Danny D, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, for some reason, we got connected. It's because I listened to her podcast on, or her her podcast yes. on your podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I was like, oh, who's this dude? Because you talked it's about like an going. Inception thing, her podcast on my podcast. Yeah, and then I like listened to the podcast, yeah. and um, that's how I found you, and then okay. semi-stalked you on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It's good. <laughs> Um, I'm all about stalkers. It's fun. <laughs> well, um, I like to find like-minded people <laughs> is what I like to call it. Research. Yeah. So we started hanging out and, um, you've been working out in the garage here a little bit at Fit by 40 Nas- international headquarters. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and so this is where the, you know, predominantly the majority of prod- podcasts are recorded here in my garage. And you can then, literally uh, say it's located on the hill. Yeah. Like, yeah. On the is that important? Like, well, yeah. Know? Well, aren't big buildings and like important oh, things yeah. up on the hill. That's true. And I feel like this is very hilly when I it run is. it. Yeah. 
Yeah, or push something up it or carry something up it. Mm-hmm. It is awfully hilly. It's on a hill. Um, but you get that in Tennessee. A lot of hills, a lot of hills. Anyways, so uh, we've been hanging out for a while, and uh, you know, I wanted to uh, have you on and talk about your project that you're doing, which we'll talk about in the second half, um, called Beautiful Strength. Um, so if you have ugly strength, she can make you beautiful. <laughs> That's actually not a thing. I just made that up. But um, first, we wanted to spend some time talking about, you know, kind of how you got you. You've had this fitness journey that's been full of uh, hiccups and roadblocks and stuff and and struggles and also some amazing times as well. And so um, I thought it'd be nice to have someone that. I don't know, more, more, more like me. (laughs) (laughs) The real story. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have these great guys and girls that are on here that are like, yeah, you know, grew up, we played sports and everything just accelerated. And I got a little lazy at a time, but then I just jumped back into it and did CrossFit and fire breathing athlete. Now that's really (laughs) awesome. And just like everyone else. And I'm like, that's, that's not my story either, but, um, but cool. So so where did it all start with you? Like in, in your life, where would you say that you were? Like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to be fit or I don't know where you want to start. You want to start in your I'm birth? Fit somewhere. Um, yeah, I was born I'm March 8th. Fit somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so, I mean, I'm, I'm born in the Midwest. So I was like Iowa born and raised, very small town. Um, I'm one of six daughters and uh, I've always been the chubby kid in the family. So, um, I would honestly say there's, well, so there's six daughters. Well, I'm a, I'm all American family, yeah. Brady Buncher, but yeah. but they're, they're all girls. That's a well, lot there's of one girls. Boy that oh, one is boy. like a stepbrother, but. And what, what number are you in the midst of that? So I'm the youngest of my three, um, full, full ones. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the youngest of my like two getting, full sisters. They're half bloods in here, like no, Harry Potter. Like no. some of them are witches and some of them are not. No, there's oh. just a lot of divorce and merry marriages yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. So youngest of American three, family. and then I am the middle of the whole bunch. But the youngest of three comes out the most. Okay, so like your direct siblings would be most accurate are the top, the oldest. Yes. And then they go, okay, got it. Yes. Okay. I don't know why that matters. I just it's was okay. curious. I mean, I'm sure it does. There's a lot of deep emotional crap that like comes from that. So, actually, Yeah, because you'd have to go from the baby to being the middle child that no one cares about, right? And that was dra- traumatic. <laughs> did, did that happen? <laughs> well. I'm rushing your story, but no, like. No, but it's fine. Well, so um, I would say my fitness journey started more as an overeating journey and as a problem with food journey. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that, if I look back at pictures of me as a kid, I didn't have issues with my weight until my parents got divorced. Mm. And I honestly think like, and this was my adult analyzing myself. Um, so whether or not that's a hundred percent true, I don't know, but I went through a lot of therapy as a kid. Um, basically not handling divorce very well and not handling the fact that my dad wasn't there and, um, I would eat. So my best friend in like kindergarten was a little skinny stick, you know, one of those high metabolism people. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we would sneak off to Ben Franklin, which was, uh, like a general store or whatever. Oh, I don't even know. (laughs) Um, what would be the equivalent here? Like a Piggly Wiggly? (laughs) I don't know. Something like that. Um, and we would just get candy and candy and candy yeah. after school, and she stayed skinny, and I grew and got a little bit chubbier and a little bit yeah. chubbier. 
There, um, this was the conversation I literally had last night at CrossFit Mount Juliet yeah. um, with Spencer. He was like, you know, I got a high meta- metabolism. It just burns, burns, burns. And I'm like, literally never been an issue for me at all. Like, no. I'm so sorry you have to deal with that. Yeah. And you want to hate that person, but then you're like, oh, you can't gain weight. Okay. Oh, we all have battles. So sorry. Um, but yeah, that's wow. so probably about like five, <laughs> five yeah. or six. Like, yeah, my parents got divorced at five. So like six or seven is when I started really emotionally eating. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And I still yeah, do it. Young, I yeah. still have problems with that. But it was, um, I can just look back and see pictures of super happy little kid, normal size, and then like started to get a little bit chubbier. And then from about the age of like eight mm-hmm. until now, I always knew there was something yeah. different about me. Um well, it's My. like, like for, for me, and I'm no psychologist, but like if you celebrate with food your entire life. So as a kid, like when you have a birthday party, you have the cake. Like that's mm-hmm. the celebration. Everybody sings to you. You're the focus. It's awesome. You know? And so that registers, I think, in some of our minds more than others that like that, that's a really happy time. And so that when the sad times hit, a, a easy coping mechanism is to like go to really happy places, which... Why wouldn't it be around food? Because you always celebrate with food. You know, right. like something great happens. Let's go out to eat. You know, right. it, you graduate. Let's go out to eat. Let's get dessert. You know, let's have a cake. You get married. Centerpiece of the cake. You know, like all these. You big, die. Huge funeral. <laughs> yeah. You, <Let's> yeah. Eat. <laughs> Everybody brings food. Yeah. You know, and so like it's so easy for for me at least to think back and just be like. Well, yeah, that makes total sense for you to turn to food, especially as a kid, mm-hmm. because that's easily some of the most exciting times of your life. Well, think of it, and maybe things have changed now. I don't have kids, so I don't know. But like when you're a kid, like you had the read it program. What'd you get? Pizza. Oh, um, yeah. You had showbiz or Chuck E. Cheese. Mm-hmm. You get points. You get food. Um, we didn't have McDonald's and stuff in my town, but it was like a big deal. Um, you didn't have like, McDonald's in your town. <laughs> it's a very small town. Jeez, you still don't man. have one. Um, another side note, we used to like, when we were in high school, we would have lunch breaks and we would like speed, like going like 90. You would do speed? No. Oh. I I would have been skinny if I did that. (laughs) Um, we would speed over to the next town over, grab McDonald's and come back. Oh, gotcha. Um, but anyway, but everything is a reward. Like, uh, you would have a, um, like a band, uh, recital or whatever, or you get good grades, and it's like, let's go out for a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you're sad, same thing. Like mm-hmm. you said, like, I just, I mean, I remember hoarding food. Like, I would go get candy, and my mom was a fairly healthy eater on a budget. We were poor as kids, so we ate a lot of, like, potatoes and bread and, mm-hmm. like, some great stuff for you. Uh, but I, I mean, if I had money, I would go turn in pop cans because that's what we call them there. Pop cans. <laughs> Soda cans here, but pop cans. Um, and I would always buy food. Yeah. It was just, it has always been a battle for me. So I probably, like looking back, I would love to be the size I was in high school when I um, graduated. It was like 175 pounds. Mm-hmm. I was very active in sports. Um, I was never a full athlete. Like, I mean, I did all the sports. I did softball. I did volleyball. I was a athletic trainer for like the football team Mm -hmm. and I was involved in everything. Um, and I know that if I would have focused probably like I loved weight training, I could lift a lot. Like that was one of my things. Like I could lift anything, but Mm -hmm. try to get me to run that stupid mile or that freaking president's test that just makes you feel horrible. I'd like to see the president's 
do that. Do that. <laughs> it's their yeah. challenge. Let's see yeah. them do it. Set the bar for us all yeah. kids. Rope climbs. Oh my God. I just, I just remember being very inadequate when it came to mm-hmm. physical, um, and then, like, when I was in sports in high school, sports in a small town are very difficult because you're either really good mm-hmm. or you're not. And um, it was very political. It was very who was your family, who knew what, who knew mm-hmm. whatever. My mom was, like, a single working mom. She was gone a lot. I was a lot. Of, I was a very latchkey kid. Yeah. Um, loved my mom. She did her best. But there was a lot of things that I emotionally ended up eating mm-hmm. instead of putting that energy into sports and doing some other sure. things. So yeah. I was always in those things. Um, and I had a volleyball teacher or volleyball coach in high school that would basically just said I wasn't good enough and mm. she sucked. And mm-hmm. I can't, I don't hate anybody, but I will honestly say she's a person that I dislike greatly. <laughs> she's, a, she's a challenging person to yeah. get on the uh, good side and of And I was mind. good. I was good at sports. Yeah. I mean, I was good at volleyball. I mean, I'm short. I'm not um, going to be the like, front row player or anything yeah. like that. Uh, but basically, in, like, in high school, too, like, um, well, actually, I would have been in eighth grade. So given I was a chubby kid, but I wasn't mm-hmm. like obesely morbidly fat like I was a popular kid I was um I do think that because I was chubby I developed a really good personality mm-hmm. um yeah those seem to go hand in hand <laughs> right I'm like yeah. oh nothing bothers me I'm there's, laughing. there's no like mid-range chubby kids no it's either like full-on like silence and not talkative you know nothing um to like the the clown yeah. You know, the big personality and whatnot. Exactly. So, um, there was, when I was in eighth grade, there was a senior in high school who shall rena- or remain anonymous. Everybody knows this person. Um, I probably don't. But he, he <laughs> called me Butterball. And yeah. it just, it sucked. And like, he was the only person. And here I am, and I'm an eighth grade girl. I mean, mm-hmm. the worst time of your life because oh, yeah. I, I would never middle school wanna, sucks. Yeah, I would never <laughs> want to relive that ever. And if you're a parent of a um, middle school girl, my or boy, God, teach them better. Um, but that was probably like the defining moment of me feeling like that's that's what I am. That's what I'm always going to be. And men aren't going to like me because I'm fat. Mm. So that's the reason why. Oh, I don't have a boyfriend, but all my skinny friends do. Or oh, I have. People that want to hang out with me, but then they're waiting to date the next person. And, um, I mean, and then he, he was the only person who ever said that. Every once in a while, somebody else would say it, but they knew it hurt me really bad. Mm-hmm. But that one just dick. Can yeah. I say that on yeah. here? Is yeah. That okay? <laughs> a, lot of, a lot has been said worse than that. So. Sorry. He was just, uh, I'm just not a good person anyway. Mm-hmm. So that really affected me. Um, and then, obviously, I grew up through high school uh, just being the chubbier kid. Like, I was always chubby. Um, by the time I got into college, I just, same thing. Like, I've, I've always been a very bubbly personality, and people would never know, like, oh, you struggle with that. And I'm like, yeah, I would go off to class, and I would sneak home, and I would eat, and I mm. would, you know, go out and drink, and then I'd eat. And, like, basically, I just became this, like, just person who couldn't control anything about food. Uh, 
So, you want me to fast forward like way far ahead? It's up to you. I mean, we can go as far as you want. <laughs> like, is that, like that the same 40, thing that happened like years later? years of like up and down. Um, I'm just trying to think of like more defining moments of my life of where it brought me into being. Because I've always been physical. I've always yeah. been active. Um, my physical abilities just didn't get to where like I would want them to be. Where, well, where do did. you want them to be? What does that What does that mean to you? Like, Me? Yeah. Um, well, they're different now than they were like three years ago. Three years ago, like... What did you mean, want to be three years ago? Well, when I... Or I should say five years ago. Okay, five. Like when I go watch all these CrossFitters work out or rowing yeah. challenges or watch the games, I'm like, oh my God, I want to do that. Like yeah. that just looks awesome. And then the inner part of me is like, but I really like cheeseburgers. <laughs> you know, or like, I don't know if I want to do that much. Um, yeah. But uh, injury has played a lot into my life, too. And I hate to use it as excuses. I'm like, there's people out there that are amputees and freaking crazy stories. Right, yeah. And then so that just makes me feel very pitiful if I um, don't work out. Uh, but um, when I was 30... Because we all do things at milestones in our life. Sure, absolutely. Um, well, actually, when I was 28, I got divorced. That dropped about 200 pounds right there. So that was easy. <laughs> oh, yeah? So... Yeah. I just skipped like 20 years. I'm sorry. Yeah, you skipped a lot. So let's go back quickly, back to uh, the first... I mean, well, the husband. Like, what what happened with that? Like, where were you fitness-wise going into, like, marriage and stuff? I will say... So I've... I was always an active person. As far as I went hiking, I would go yeah. to gyms. I would go get on a treadmill, get on a stair climber, try a class or two. Um, always went to the gym, but then I was like one of those like New Year's resolution people that would yeah. like die off, you know, like the <laughs> ones that everybody hates that goes to the gym. Um, but I would go hiking. I would do stuff, but I spent a lot of time sitting on a couch, like watching TV, and that's when Friends was on, followed by... Oh, the, such a good <laughs> series. Will and Grace, those things. Yeah. Um, and I drank a lot. Like, alcohol has definitely been an issue in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, like, issue in terms of weight or issue in terms of, like, I can't stop drinking ever No, not in that. Like, just... I mean, there's... <laughs> I mean, alcohol is empty calories. Everybody sure. knows it. And it also drops your blood sugar, so then you crave sugar. So Mm -hmm. I'm already a sugar fiend anyway, so Mm, then throw a drink on top of that, which is delicious, and at the end of it, I want to eat a cake. It's just bad cycles. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, So we were were active, but we weren't, like, Mm -hmm. super active. I know my sister-in-law paid for Weight Watchers um, before we got married, which then I was like, oh, somebody else is paying for my fitness plan. Like, I really have to be, yeah. like, good. Better step it up. Yeah, and I think I lost, like, 15 pounds or something like that. So I was probably, like, 200 pounds when I got married. Mm. Um, I'm also a professional photographer, so I can angle myself really yeah. well and lighting and stuff. But uh, I love it when I get a good one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not right. going to lie. Um, so, yeah, uh, but that, uh, that marriage didn't um, last. I'm single, everybody. Anybody listening to this? Yeah. <laughs> you know? if, you, if you like her voice. Yeah, right? If you like DM that me. raspy voice. <laughs> uh, wait, should I lower it a little bit more? Just yeah. kidding. Um, but anyway, when I got divorced um, is honestly where 
the whole old me, like I really reevaluated myself because there were things that I didn't like about my husband and there were things I didn't like about my life because I didn't like things that he did. I didn't mm-hmm. like things that he did. And then when I got divorced, I was like, you have zero excuse as to why you're putting food <laughs> into your mouth. It's not, yeah, oh, yeah. he likes pizza, so I'm eating pizza. Or he I likes love this. pizza. I know. I love tacos. And you have tacos on your shirt. I ate tacos. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but... Like, all of a sudden, it was, like, me being responsible for me. Mm -hmm. I upped and moved to another location. I went from Southern California to Missouri. Basically decided I was going to be there a year, and I didn't want to stay there. So I wasn't going to get my social life like I normally do, which is insane for me. So I spent an entire year basically in the gym. Like, I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to date people who aren't better than me or... You can't be better than me. I'm not going to date people who Wait, aren't what? better. What? <laughs> who aren't better than my ex-husband. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't gotcha. want to be around people who were <laughs> negative, and I really spent a lot of time. I had a really great trainer um, who monitored my food mm-hmm. and monitored. Basically, I was there every day, so it was like, "Hey, how are you doing?" Even if I wasn't there, um, she was like on my ass about it. Yeah, yeah. So. I went from 200 pounds to 155 mm-hmm. in, a, in a year. That's great, yeah. Wow. And that was That's the, impressive. Um, yeah, it was a hell of a lot of work. Like, yeah. A lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a whole lot easier to put it on. Oh, God, than I smell take a French off. fry and I gained five pounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I want French fries. Just kidding. This podcast is not for the uh, <laughs> weekend. If you have food triggers, then this is not the yeah, one you want to listen to. That's not the one you want to watch. There. <laughs> Um, but I did, I, I worked out and I loved it. Like I was 30. Um, most people don't hit their peak at 30 or Mm -hmm. like start. And I had muscle and it was awesome. And, um, and men are just mean. And I had a guy tell me that I looked like the incredible Hulk. Really? And if you look at pictures of me when I was super fit, Mm -hmm. um, I did not look like the Hulk. I did have some muscle. I could yeah. probably because I could outlift him at the gym. He probably had chicken legs. Yeah. Um, and I, it gave me like. That trips me out when people like have like these really big arms and like their legs. Like, oh my gosh. I saw a guy the other night yeah. at, at, uh, at the Chick-fil-A. Like he, he, he had just like got done working out. And uh, I guess because he was still wearing his workout attire, but he was wearing like leggings, which I always think are a little weird for guys when it's not winter. Like, call me weird. It's okay in the wintertime? Yeah, okay. yeah, because they're warm. Mm. Like, especially if you have to go outside and, like, run. Like, um, last box, we ran in the winter. Like, it didn't matter. And so, like, you might want to wear leggings, you know, because it's warmer. And uh, his his leggings, I think, were there to try to hide his legs under his shorts. And uh, they weren't. They weren't. I was like, man, that dude's arms are jacked. And then I looked at his legs like, bit of legs. dang, how do you walk around? <laughs> Then I walked past him with my chest puffed out. No. Yeah, little <laughs> Okay, I did. I don't, I'm running a lot. I wish I didn't, but I did. That's funny. Yeah, a little vain time <laughs> at the Chick Fil A. Yeah. Which coincidentally, I've learned recently, which was why I was there. You can just order like the chicken patties. Did you know this? Without a bun. Yeah, I'm like, sure you can do that anywhere. No, but you're not paying for the sandwich. Like oh. it's a separate deal. Oh. Like so, it's 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 cheaper. Like instead of saying like I want a uh, grilled chicken sandwich without a bun. Do you always do the grilled chicken? No, no, I don't. <laughs> Sometimes I like the uh, spicy chicken. That's mm, that's yeah. really good. But but like yeah, you can just order like the just fillet. The chicken. Yeah, yeah. You can also get those little chicken nugget things. 
Yeah, the grilled are, chicken nuggets are good. I feel too. like those yeah. are really expensive for what you get. Yeah, but okay, I'll have to. Which check is that why out I go for the patty because I feel like it's, it's yeah, better. But I, feel like I guess not a patty; it's like a breast. But mm. whatever. Anyways, speaking I, of breasts, I found it on the so. <laughs> I found it on the app, and it got me really excited. It is all I'm just sharing with the world because it's like Jesus chicken. It'll like save your soul or something. I don't even right. know. That's why you can't get it on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. It's always I always want Chick Fil A on Sundays. Same. I can go all week, drive past it two or three times a day, not think about it. Sunday, I'm like, I could use some Chick-fil-A. Like, Sorry, nope. sucker. And then by it's Monday, closed. it's gone. That's what I wish all yeah. food was. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. Mm. Like, you can't get it when you think about it, but you could get it the next day. And by yep. that time, it's already over. That might be a good rule of thumb, just period, in my life. I'm going to try Like, you it. have to breathalyze her before it or something. To <laughs> you know? <laughs> Be like, are you like jonesing for this? You can't have it. Yeah. God, that'd be an amazing moneymaker. You should invent that. that happen. Yeah. 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 Maybe. All right. So speaking of breasts, what were you saying? Yes. Okay. Let's, let's so go back that to the guy, important things. I know. The guy that um, called me the Hulk, whatever. Yeah. So then I, I was like, oh, I must be manly or whatever. And um, yeah. I know you're a dude. I'm sure there's females listening to this. So when you were Actually, out, our listening audience is predominantly females. Awesome. Well, I think it's my voice. It's probably not true. It's probably that. Um, <laughs> every girl who works out, what is the first thing that goes? Your boobs. Like, hmm. doesn't matter. You could be working. Like, it just takes your stomach forever. Um, it always seems to be your boobs first and then your butt, which is weird because you want to keep your butt. So, anyway, yeah. I was, uh, I believe I was an A cup, which is very small. Yeah, and I was, small, like, right? still, like, a 155-pound person. So I made the decision to get breast implants, which if I had to go back and do that again, I would probably not do that um, and just accept the fact that I was going to be like a brick wall. Mm. Um, but anyway, I got those. And why that, fo- why that ties into fitness is yeah. the things that I could do prior uh, were super challenging after that. Like I could do pull-ups and push-ups and run and oh, yeah. all these things and... Not that there's a million people out there that have breast implants. It shouldn't mm. be. I, this is. I want to see how your input is on this because this has to be a strange subject for you. Well, to talk like, about. okay. <laughs> so if this is too personal, so. is it because of like the surgery and the toll it took on your body, or is it because that there are now objects there that weren't there before that you have to uh, work around? Let's say kind of a combination of everything. So okay. one, they tear into your muscle and they go. Um, they hit a nerve or something on my right arm. So my right arm's a little bit weird. Oh. Every once in a while, I get, like, Charlie horse cramps. So if I, like, go off in the corner and, like, in a fetal position, it's probably because my boob's, like, flaring up. Wow, there you go. Um, boob flare. Boob flare. <laughs> uh, Didn't he know his thing? But honestly, I think, well, and, like, physically, like, you're carrying around six more pounds. You're doing a lot of stuff. And I, they're bigger than what I wanted. The biggest thing is probably mentally. Like I went from working. What do you? My, what do you? Wait. Wait. What do you, they're bigger than you wanted. Like so, when you put in your order or however it works, <laughs> like you came out supersized as opposed to your regular meal that you ordered. Well, I don't, I don't know what's happening here. So, um, like how do? I've always been a very impressionable. No, not at all. Okay. I've always been a very impressionable person. So I've always taken in other people's opinions and. Um, so there oh, was so other you had girls, friends that were like, go big or go home. There like, oh, well, once they're under the muscle, they're going to look smaller. So they let you, like, try them on and stuff. Like, but really? Over, yeah. You, just, you can huh. even rent them for a weekend if you want. Uh, I may look into um, that. Sounds yeah, great. right. Just walk around with some boobs. 
Uh, and so the day of, like, I'm here I for had, your boob rental service. Right? <laughs> 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 At least these. Um, um, we're having a lot of Chesta bars this week. I just need to rent some boobs. Oh, it just totally changed everything. Oh my gosh, that would have totally changed the open for some of the, some girls. Yeah, Chesta bar, right? We had. I barely have to move. We had kidding. someone that put some lacrosse balls in to just try it out. And she hit the bar real hard and it hurt her, but <laughs> it was funny. really funny. But if you could rent <laughs> boobs, why would you not do that for... You wouldn't want to. You okay. would not want to. I don't to. know. Huh? Sounds um, great to me. But it, uh, a lot of it was mental, though, because you go from being um, semi, it was pretty small uh-huh. to like boobs make you look wider. And so a okay. lot of it was, okay, the scale goes up six pounds. My body looks wider. Now, mm. all of a sudden, I can't wear medium shirts. I'm back into larges. And oh, you got to change your so whole outfits and everything. It's a very mental thing. And I know that huh. I probably just sound like I'm moaning about something that millions of people do. Um, but it 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 was something hard for me to adapt to. Plus, sure. you have like these foreign objects. And yeah. push-ups suck. Chest, anything chest sucks. Um, hmm. Even like pulls and stuff like now, like snatches and everything else. You don't understand, like, or you don't understand. You don't notice, like, doing a clean, and you're, like, you're not supposed to go up and over a mountain. (laughs) You're supposed to go straight up. (laughs) Yeah, right. um, When you have a foreign object in there, your body doesn't exactly cooperate. But uh, anyhow, that was uh, that little lull. And then, um, so I was still working out. I was still fine. And then I ran a half marathon, and that um, threw my hip out. And then I had a chiropractor break my left foot. So I've had a lot of things go on with me that would just basically take me out. So you ran a marathon? Half marathon. Half marathon. I have no intention of ever running a full. No, I don't understand why people want to do that. No. Unless there's like a bear chasing you maybe. Um, But like. For 26 miles. um, (laughs) Yeah. And then then a chiropractor broke your foot. I went to a chiropractor to have him help with my hip. Yeah, not your current one, Kyle. No, no, who's no. Great, who's no, great. I love him. Doctor um, Kyle is fantastic. He is. He. Uh, I was terrified when I walked in there, and I said, "I am so scared to go back to a chiropractor, but I need help." And mm-hmm. um, I've been seeing him for like a year, and he has helped immensely. Uh, but the original chiropractor who worked on my hip um, was like, "Oh, your alignment of your foot's off," and like snapped my foot. And, oh. um Yeah, and then like a week later, I moved to Nashville. And I'm not like a Sue happy person or oh, something geez. like that. So I yeah. just moved here and I would cry every night and I developed plantar fasciitis in my leg. And I spent so much money going to physical therapists and cortisone mm-hmm. shots and all these things. And it was broken. Uh, it had, um, by the time, it was like a year later um, that I finally went, like I saw an advertisement for a physical therapist who was working with the Titans. And I was like, if you can fix a freaking football player, you yeah. can fix my poor little butt. So I went and I had like three um, hairline fractures and like all my ligaments were torn. So then they put me in physical therapy and oh, I wow. have a Titans player on my left and, yeah. um, oh shoot, what's her name? Sean, Sean Johnson, the gymnast, oh, yeah. the gold, Olympic gold medalist Yeah, on either side of me. And they're having me like squish towels with my toes. And yeah. I was like, yeah, athlete. Yeah. You know, working hard. <laughs> right. How you guys? Yeah. But it did help. And they gave me living? like some inserts and stuff. And so... That part of my body is better, but because my hip was jacked up, it kind of did some stuff to my shoulder. So, hmm. I'm my anyway. Just keep going, as yeah. you say, right? That's like, right. I'm still moving. So, yeah, moving to Nashville. 
<sighs> I moved here and I was fit. And then with those injuries and developing a taste for Southern cooking and gravy mm. and mm. beer and all that stuff. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I overindulged in those things, which then just basically threw me into like depression. Um, mm-hmm. And and then you ate more because you felt depressed. And then, yeah. I yeah. Know that, I know that cycle real well. And, and it's, Intimately. I mean, it's been hard for me to get my feeding, feeding, footing, footing here. Depends what we're talking about. Footing, I think. Yeah. Correct. Anyway, um, I'm a freelancer. I do 50,000 things and I'm trying to get my life together. Mm, (laughs) Aren't we mm -hmm, all? We're mm -hmm. all juggling multiple things. Um, all the balls. And so, and I've, I've always battled with depression and anxiety and eating is another, like Mm -hmm. it's comfort. It's, and it's just a big freaking cycle. So yeah. That's fun. So that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's real challenging. And then, so like, so what happened or triggered your desire to kind of get back on track? Because you know, since, since I've known you at least over the last year, like you've, you've made really strong efforts to kind of change things in your life. Um, and yeah. so what, what kind of made that happen? Um, so maybe, so last year I started, I did the bodybuilding.com, um, 250 250,000, whatever it was. Dude, I did a challenge. I yeah. did a big challenge and, um, I just woke up. So in all reality, and I probably still have this photo on my phone. Um, you know, when you like go to ter- take a picture of something, but it accidentally like takes a picture of yourself or mm-hmm. like shows you. So I do that almost every time I take someone's picture. <laughs> They're like, here, will you take our picture? And I'm like, absolutely. Um, They had like five selfies of me. Yeah. It's just the worst, worst camera angle ever. So it would have been like December 2017. What the year? Yeah, 2017. So Mm. I was sitting on the couch and something funny came on TV. And I was going to take a picture of it. And I like turned it on and it was like me. And I was like, Oh, whoa. Oh, Because, like no, yeah. you know, you don't sit on a couch very attractively. You sit and you got a fat roll and you got a double chin and you got like, <laughs> it was just a really big reality check. And I took a picture of myself and I was like, this is like what you really look like. You know, you're not oh, posing, wow. you're not yeah. this stuff. And like, you really have let yourself go. <laughs> oh, no. Um. So I just, I signed up for that contest. I hired a trainer that was helping me put together a program. Cause like, like I said, I've always loved weightlifting. Mm-hmm. I love being in the gym. Um, I wish I could just lock myself in there and it's a little safe place and I'll never be tempted by ice cream or anything. Yeah, sure. Um, and so I just went full bore back into the gym and, um, I, just cut off like all my social life for about three months and I lost like 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. And what I noticed is, I mean, social media can suck, but it can also be a great thing. And when you put honest stuff on there, like how you're failing at things or when Mm -hmm. people think, Oh, you got your shit all together. Yeah. Um, it's not just the highlights. yeah, Yeah. And you don't like, I started getting so much more feedback and stuff. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, Mm. um, and so I just 
started working out and then like Danny reached out to me to come to her find your fit and then that's how I found you and then that's how I found Trivium and then CrossFit 615 and YMCA and I've been a member of pretty much every gym get fit on the go like uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I love that environment like mm-hmm. I mean it's intoxicating and uh for somebody who um you know gets like I liked liked to drink I still like to drink but mm-hmm. You get that same high being around people who are PRing and mm. people who are oh, yeah. happy and they come up and they give you a high five. And I mean, I still want the shirt that says scaled badass because I am not an RX person mm-hmm. at all. Like, um, and obviously like gyms are intimidating. I'll talk about Trivium being intimidating because you're walking, there's mm-hmm. just like athletes, but at the same time, I'm like, I would much rather have that intimidation yeah. than walking around like... I don't know that I can't achieve anything because people mm. are so like, we'll try it. Well, hopefully, you know, like there's that initial shock. If, if you're in a good place that like, if you're in a good gym, that, that initial shock of like, Holy cow, I'm afraid these are like a bunch of fire breathers, like, you know, doing amazing things that it quickly fades away when they engage with you. I hope, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that's when you know you're in a good, good gym. You know, I think, well, I had a trainer once tell me, he was like, um, imagine if everybody had a shirt on of the person that they either were or what they want to be or oh, like yeah, yeah. had their yeah. story. Because it's very rare that you have this person that's just born a Zeus goddess mm-hmm. or God. Yeah. Could be a goddess. Who knows? This is today and age. It could be both. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it just is just naturally just you know, mm-hmm. built and able to do everything that yeah, people like have me. to work for it. You know, yeah. <laughs> I like everybody, to hear the stories. Everybody can't be as perfect as me. I understand. No, but that's like, yeah. I love talking to people and I like to hear their like overcoming stories or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, Oh, you could do it. Okay. I can do it too. Oh yeah. I start crying. Every one of them. Yeah. I'm like emotionally connected to them all of a sudden. Exactly. Yeah. So now you're on this journey and, uh, this new, new, uh, revitalized journey. You know, over the last uh, it's a very years. bumpy journey, but yes, yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. So, uh, so now you're working out at the uh, CrossFit Six One Five, right over there. Well, who, where am I not working out? Yeah. So, <laughs> CrossFit Six One Five, and then I lo- I love coming to Trivium on Saturdays. Um, yeah. If you guys, man, if I could ever be a five thirty in the morning person, maybe someday. Goals. Um. It's a 5 a.m., but oh, at Trivium, at least. Know. Okay, never mind. <laughs> An extra half hour is not having it's five it. five and six, yeah. Uh, but I do CrossFit 615, um, and then I also am doing the YMCA because I need something that is not just classes. Like, mm-hmm. if I can't make a class, I still want to be not have an excuse not to work yeah, out. Yeah, sure. Um, plus, they have a pool, so I can start swimming, too. Yeah, I miss swimming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I do uh, the gym, the garage gym. Mm-hmm. Which you have every piece of equipment in here. Yeah. Like, seriously, you guys need to come on Mondays and Thursdays. Especially <laughs> girls because I'm up. like the only girl. Yeah. Um, it'll, it'll probably pick up this summer when it's warm. Yeah. We can open the garage and Last year was spread hell. Out. I, mean, it, I mean, good hell. Like, yeah, yeah. I say that in a positive way. But <laughs> it was... Winter's hard. Winter's hard. But mm-hmm. summer, like, I'm gung-ho ready for it, so... All right, so all of that kind of uh, pushed and pulled you into what you're doing now, which we're going to talk about in the next little bit. But in the meantime, we'll take 
a little break and be right back with uh, the, the story of what she's doing now with uh, beautiful strength. If you got ugly strength, you got to leave it at home. <laughs> I'm just joking. It has nothing to do with it again. You All right. cannot be part of this podcast. <laughs> we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NutriShop Franklin. Go on by NutriShop Franklin for all your personal needs. You need supplements? They got it. You need your protein? They got it. You need a pick-me-up? Need to drink a bang? They got it. So go check them out in Franklin in the Cool Springs area. When you stop in and you see Kyle, say, hey, Jacob said you got some good stuff here. I'll tell you, you won't be disappointed because they have unrivaled customer service. So go check them out and tell them you heard about them and the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. All right, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed that message from one of our illustrious sponsors. Go, uh, you want to help the podcast? I'll say this uh, last couple weeks, but if you want to help the podcast, uh, go support our sponsors. That would be super great and fantastic. And by all means, if you're already supporting them, just go by and be like, hey, like the commercial on the Barbell Voodoo podcast. That would mean a whole lot to us. Um, and it may get me a free hug every now and then when we uh, you know, go to these places. So that'd be great. But uh, we're back with Annette, and she is doing this amazing thing called Beautiful Strength. And uh, I got to be a part of it, which was my first photo shoot ever to be a part of. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, people don't target me to Hmm. be, you know, in photo shoots. Yeah, or a model. (laughs) Um, Apparently, I look similar to somebody who's on dialysis. I've learned, but uh, <laughs> but that's something else. But anyways, so so I, I, I think what this project is, is incredible. So where did it come from? What are you doing? And uh, how can people be a part of it if they want to be? Sure. Um, so with age comes knowledge. <laughs> uh, so all the things that I talked about in the previous thing of somebody calling me Butterball and then somebody calling me the Hulk and doing all these things to my body to try to make other people happy instead of internally making myself happy. Mm. Um, That's a lot to unpack just a couple right? statements there, but Blech. I'll let it go this time. <laughs> um, so anyway, when I was, so last year when I started working out and I started feeling a lot better about myself and I am nowhere near where I want to be and I'm nowhere mm-hmm. near what I think is the perfect body and the perfect person and I mean, close, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um Last year, I just had like a breakthrough, and I think a lot of it was is that I was honest about myself on social media, and I was honest about the things that I'm battling with, and I'm honest about the things that um, are just hard, hard for me. Mm-hmm. And the more I would post about that, the more I would have people talking to me like, oh, I feel that same way, and I feel this way, and I'm like why are we so mean to ourselves or Mm -hmm. why were we mean to other people as kids Mm -hmm. or like, um, there's just a lot of stuff going on between, I don't want to get into politics or anything like that, but I mean, social media is just covered with hate and differences and just, well, it's like everybody has decided to be angry about everything. Yes. Like instead of just almost staying in your lane, not necessarily minding your own business. If something you're passionate about is going awry, like obviously speak out about it, but like, you can't obsess about everything. Like right. you, you can't be involved in everything. And it seems like more and more that's kind of everybody's deal. Like I just want to be angry about everything. And so right. I'm going to pick apart anything anybody posts. Yes. And you're like, that's not the point of social media. 
Right. The social media is supposed to be highlighting differences in thoughts and, you know, kind of different takes on things. And, you know, that's either something that you're into and you like or you comment, you know, and say, hey, me too, you know, or whatever. But um, Or unfollow. Yeah, or unfollow. <laughs> like, just be like, you know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me because I'm really great at, like, just kind of moving on from people that are, you know, toxic in my life. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Which may be a coping mechanism. We don't need to talk about it. But anyways, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, yeah. why can't we just stay in our lane? Like, it, it, you know, I, I think I grew up with Bambi. You know, if you don't have anything <laughs> nice to say, you don't say anything at all. You know, like, now that's controversial yeah, too. Because, now now oh, Thumper was a bunny, Bambi. and you can't listen to a bunny because <laughs> that brings up Playboy, and then you're supporting the porn industry or something. And wow, that was a stretch. That's how Is it that happens. Serious? That's how it happens. Oh. No, I just made that up. I thought up. you were going to go into like gun control up. or something with no, killing yeah. Bambi. I didn't realize. And then Ted Nugent going. shows up and starts <laughs> hunting the bunny. And then yeah. you got PETA. And then you got the right wing. And then, you know, I'm just joking. But that's how it snowballs. Yes. Like, just like that. And exactly. you're just like, come on, people. Like, uh. Yeah. So there was that. And that was exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I need to smoke now <laughs> right? after that. Jeez. <laughs> Okay. Got all worked yeah, up. Yeah, a lot, and a lot of breath away. there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I see all this happening, and that's yeah. that's how I'm getting too. Like I just there's just so much stuff, and I keep meeting just phenomenal people. And I will say the gym <clears throat> or gyms that I've been a part of is mm-hmm. a big a big part of that. <clears throat> um. But just in general, like I grew up. Um, Super small town, Iowa. Not a lot of mix there. Like mm-hmm. pretty not much everybody kind of looks. Yeah. Not even a McDonald's. <laughs> they were so misfortunate. Um, but my grandma had two magazines that really influenced me. One more than others, but one was mm-hmm. The Inquirer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. I wanted to meet Bat Boy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But there was a weird people in there, you know, strange stuff. Those. And it was yeah. so much fun to look at. But the other one was National Geographic. And... Mm. I remember looking through those um, for like pages. the naked people because that's what naked that's people, what we probably, predominantly some, did in school. Um, that is not what I did. Okay. I mean, Maybe I it's just a boy it. thing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, although okay. like tribes in Africa and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was more obsessed with the people that had the rings around their neck. Oh yes, like, those are cool. And like the big plate in their lip. Out. Yeah. Um, but basically, people who didn't look like me. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, there is people in this world that are different than me Mm. and like different stories and Mm -hmm. incorporating that back into all the things in my life that are going on right now. I'm wanting to do fitness and I'm wanting to do photography and I'm wanting to unite people that keep being angry at each other. And I'm Mm -hmm. wanting to like say, Hey, we are different. Like I can physically see that Mm -hmm. you don't look like me. I can Mm -hmm. physically see, you know, your stature is different or whatever, but I can't internally see something about somebody unless Mm -hmm. they tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things I've seen going around also, which kind of goes hand in hand is that, um, to, to remind people that you don't know others, people's story. No, you know? And so like whatever judgment you're making or attack that you're making, you might not know their story, and and so that's not right. fair to. Or you might know half of it, or that perspective, or the hearsay of something, or whatever. But oh yeah, yeah, the folklore. Right, but I mean, we, and it's very easy to judge somebody like, oh, your nationality or mm-hmm. your my so- folklore body is way size. better than reality. Your yeah, folklore. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stories <laughs> about me that aren't true, but it's like the they Vegas version of you. Yeah, yeah. I have a Vegas version. Yep. <laughs> um. 
So anyway, I said that I, I got into this mindset where I was like, you know what? This is me. Um, also, The Greatest Showman came out, mm. which is an amazing movie. And mm. yeah, um, that resonates with my heart. Yeah, that this is me. Uh, Film. Well, I've always loved carnival. Yeah. I've always loved that stuff because it's the weird people and the tattoos uh-huh. and the just misfits. Yeah. Until the clowns come out at night. I'm not can't a clown that. person. Yeah. No. There should, there's, and I've said this before, I'm fairly certain on this podcast, if not once, maybe more than once, but there should be a law, and I still believe this, and maybe I'll get into politics one day and get this passed. Clowns should not be out after night time. When the sun <laughs> goes down, there's no longer no a time <laughs> for clowns. Okay. Like, I, it's just not right. I don't know what, you know. That's true. Call me a clownist or whatever kind of like person that's against clowns. I don't care. I don't know what that is, but a clown should not be out at night. And mm. that's that's what I believe. And daytime's fine. I'm still thinking of an anti-clown word. I have a... I don't um, know what an anti-clown word is. Sidetrack. Sorry. Really quick. So when I was a kid, my mom used to hire... We had this... Um, Pat, was it Patrick? Patches. Patches the clown would oh, come yeah. out and like make balloons or whatever and there's like a picture of me just terrified crying like ah um anyway sorry clowns clowns bad no it was during day okay he was okay then yeah no still not clowns just aren't okay okay unless they're like circus soleil circus soleil i like anyway yeah that's totally different yeah That's a that's a whole nother level of yeah. things just regular clowns that do the balloon animals and the magic and the things like that they go away at night. That's all. Hashtag America. I okay. mean, let's just let's do Ronald something McDonald, great. Including Ronald McDonald, the creepiest. Yeah, Ronald is not allowed out <laughs> in the McDonald's at night, period. Shouldn't, shouldn't be. No. Okay. Continue on. Sorry. <sighs> okay. I forgot what I was talking about. Clown oh, this is me. Though. This is me. Um, yes. So anyway, um, I got to this point of just clarity or, you know, clarity for a moment that comes mm-hmm. in and out. Yeah. Of just like, you know what? I am who I am. And people need to love me no matter if I'm a 155-pound person to 220 pounds to whatever. Whatever stage of life I'm in, the people who really love me will love me. And mm-hmm. the people who don't, don't have to. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, and so I was like, I want to do a photo with a big butterball turkey uh, and flexing. Mm-hmm. And just to be like, you know what? Because I wouldn't have this conversation five years ago. I was so embarrassed yeah. when people called yeah. me Butterball. So to be able to say that out loud, I was like, I just kind of want this. Like, I'm going to do the middle finger and, like, put a big turkey on my shoulder. Um, my mom talked me out of the middle finger part, which I still have it. It's yeah. a good photo, but I didn't really set say, the I think I've one. seen it. Yeah. yeah. And then the day of the shoot, um, so September is when we did the so shoot. What, but what's the... Uh... Okay, so hold on, back up. We don't know why we're having a shoot yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, so. Oh, well, so, sorry. So you claimed who I, you are, well, and I why was, was gonna, that important? Yeah, well, it's important to know who you are and know that your past doesn't necessarily have to define you. It can shape you, mm. and that other people's opinions of you don't have to define you. Like yeah, how, yeah. like I said, the people who that's love big. you will that's love huge, you. That's huge revelation for you to claim in your life. Like, plenty of people can say it, like. But to actually do it is 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 tough, and mm-hmm. it's you know it's something that that is very difficult to do. Yeah. Um, and so in order to do that, I mean that's a that's a big deal. Yeah. You know? It was, <laughs> or at yeah. least I feel like it was. Just to so, be comfortable enough in your own skin to be say this is me. Like, yeah, that's, and that's I wouldn't say deal. like I'm not like comfortable in my skin as far as like 
like, I'm not where I want to be. I'm sure. not like going to be going and being a Victoria's Secret model. But if they would have me, I would totally do it. Um, but okay. uh, I <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like so distracted. <laughs> So <laughs> that was you. That wasn't me that time. I least, posted yeah. something about, or I was talking to a couple friends and I was like, Hey, I want to do this shoot. I really think this was fun. And because just, you're a ph- photographer predominantly yes, yes. As, um, as your main job. Yes. And, uh, like three or four girls were just like, well, I want to do that. Like, can I do that too? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, okay. You guys think this, this would be cool. And then I just posted it online. I was like, Hey, um, I didn't even have a name for it yet. The name came a little bit later. Um, so, uh, anyway, like I had like 85 people respond to a post that just said, originally started out as a body positivity mm-hmm. post, yeah. you know, like whatever size you are, whatever shape you are, I just wanted to have all different types of body types. So then, um, it became, I had a couple other people, um, and I was like, you know, the body type thing, I'm all for it mm-hmm. and body positivity and stuff. But at the same time, I think sometimes that can be, it's just a small little group that I want to be sure, yeah, a yeah. part of because I think everybody has a, has a place mm-hmm. and everybody has something to contribute no matter who you are, what and religion a thing they're working through. Yeah. And, yeah. and a thing, not just, Oh, I'm an overeater or Oh, I'm anorexic mm-hmm. or I think a lot of those things are results of bigger picture stuff. Um, but I also didn't want to just limit it to this like little group, not little group, but it's a big, it's a big problem and it's something, whatever. But I didn't want to be just like women and then be like, there's men that have cool stories. There's mm-hmm. transgenders that have cool stories. There's different yeah, religions yeah. that have cool stories. There's athletes who look like the physical, amazing, you know, mm-hmm. portrayal of Hotness. perfection. Yeah. Like every CrossFit competition I go to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've probably said that already at the beginning. Um, anyway. But they have brokenness inside them. But they still them. have, they have they yeah. They feel as ugly. Right. Or if they don't lift a barbell or if they don't work out, mm-hmm. um, like that's when the demons come out. So uh, I was walking one day and I um, was like, man, I would love to do this project and I would love to turn it into a podcast. I would love to do stuff with it. But I was like, I didn't know what to name it. And, um, so years ago when I, I, I have battled with people telling me like, like I look like the Hulk or, oh, you're too Mm -hmm. muscular or whatever. And I come to terms like, usually I'm like, okay, I'm really happy and I can accept this and then I'll do something and then I'll kind of revert back. Um, so I got a tattoo, gosh, it would have been like eight years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And it says beautiful strength because at that point I was like, I am super strong, but it's still feminine. It's beautiful. It's It's not hulky. Right. And I also had to hold a camera. So it tells you like, you're beautiful. This holds my camera up and strong. And then I was also boxing. Because it's it's on the, I want to say underside of your your wrist. For those of you that can't see through audio. if I were to in the face, you would see it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're boxing. That's what I, well, and I was boxing at the time. Yeah. You know, then you have, you can see it. That's where it is on her wrist. And so. Or just under her wrist. I was just walking and I was like, holy crap. I think that that is already tattooed on me because 
I think that's what he said too. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, can't, I, mean, I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure that's my, what I mean. it says it somewhere. Where, can you help me find this? <laughs> I think this is on my body. Oh my God, you're such a jerk. That was so funny. Uh, <laughs> I meant like the name yeah. was there yeah, it was already, already there. seven years ago, and now it actually had a meaning. Yeah. Or a bigger meaning. That's cool. So, and yeah. not to say it's not limiting to you have to be a female to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, people's struggles, and you are, you're just gorgeous. <laughs> um, but people's struggles are, are beautiful. And like the strength that it takes to get through life in general, mm-hmm. no matter what you're battling. Some people, yes, they have drastically different stories than other people, but we all have our own battles and there are uh, ours. And, um, so I wanted something that was that celebrated uh, uniqueness and celebrated the struggles that people go through, whether that's anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. um, being HIV positive, being a Muslim, being or Muslim in America, or mm-hmm. uh, any of those things. Um, and I put that name to this project. And the very first shoot that we did, I had forty five people come. Originally, it was going to be like 85, and I had to tell people no because I was like, oh, gosh, that's Yeah, a lot. that's a lot, yeah. Um, and I thought people would come in, they would have their photo taken, and then they would leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and instead, we had people were pulling up chairs, and, you know, you have a pastor talking to a transgender, talking to an <laughs> HIV-positive gay yeah. man, talking to um, a cerebral palsy, um, wheelchair-bound person, and... Um, were you there when Chase took his clothes off? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. He, he didn't take all, he wasn't fully naked, but, um. There were a couple of people that got almost You naked. were there when the girl came out with the granny panties. Um, and this project yes. is not about being yes. naked or having anything like that. It's about owning who you are and stepping in front of the camera, no matter how that is. And, yeah, um, and, it, and those people didn't do it. It wasn't distasteful. It, yes, it was a bold thing for them yes. to do. It wasn't a like look at me thing. It was a I can't believe I'm doing this, but this yeah. this is helping me push out of yeah. where I've felt trapped before or whatever. And um like Chase, for example, he has cerebral palsy, but he's working out and he's doing um mm-hmm. stuff uh he actually works out at Wilco. Or he did. Yeah, he's gonna be on the podcast. As is soon he? As we Chase can get, get him scheduled. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. Um we've been working on getting scheduled for like two months. Yeah, he's a busy little kid. Or actually, he's probably like in his thirties. I don't know. But and anyway, <laughs> he um, he came like he went behind the counter or behind the uh, backdrop, and now I'm really I'm gonna make it sound like it was a strip show. But I put that genuine pony on that. Boom, oh yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and like all these girls are like cheering for uh-huh. him, and he came out in his like underwear and like flexed and for. Him to be able to come out and uh-huh. be like that was awesome. Like, and he even told me afterwards, he's like, I've never felt like attractive like that yeah. before. And then um, we also had be a um, cold day in hell before I step out in my underwear. <laughs> I just got to, I, I mean, like, people that can do that, like, I'm just like, you are way more bold than I ever will be. Well, you in came my out life. fully dressed. You had, you had a, yeah, I didn't, and a I didn't take on. anything off. Like, it was, no, I felt really terrible. You don't have to. Terrible, it's all about but, being who you are. Yeah. Um, I wish I was that brazen is what I'm saying. Like, not brazen, but I wish I was that uh, comfortable. I don't All those things. Yeah. All those things. Well, I'm, just I'm showing not. up for it. Well, and that was like, 
The original um, project I was going to do, I was like, oh, it'd be really cool to have everybody in their underwear because it would yeah. be stripping off mm-hmm. that outside layer. And then some people um, that I wanted to be part of it, just them showing up mm. was hard for them or yeah. just them being in front of a camera or them, like some of the people, their fashion is what sure. you notice first about them and they want you to know something maybe in, more internal. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I just want people to come. However they feel. Like I was huge Wonder Woman fan. Huge Wonder Woman fan. And so I was like, whatever your inner Wonder Woman is, or uh-huh. whatever it is that makes you feel like just a badass, be that person. Yeah. Like come, you know, you can if that's well, half nude, fully nude, that'd be a little weird. Um, fully clothed in a parka, I don't care. Like you can <laughs> you yeah. can wear whatever you want to wear. Eskimo suit, whatever. Yeah, Eskimo suit. I still need some military people. Um like uniforms, I think would be great. Yeah. Uh, but what's the coolest thing about this project is it started off as a photo for me to be able to take a picture to mm-hmm. say, I am okay with who I am and I'm going to write it in my own handwriting on that picture mm-hmm. and that's what's going to go out. Since then, that is the only thing that I've really, I mean, it, everything else is very personal to each person. Mm-hmm. Because when you come take a photo, you say in your own words on that photo whatever you want. Yeah. So you you're writing on the photo the message that you are that, that that's behind the photo, yes. basically. And and then that's what you're putting out. Like if you went to your Instagram, you know, beautiful strength Instagram or Facebook or any of those places, the website to see yeah. those pictures. There's also videos that accompany them. Um, a few of them. Well, kind of. And uh, <laughs> let's just say I'm not the most technically advanced. So yeah. If anybody out there would like to volunteer their time to do video for me, <laughs> yeah. I would 100 percent love it because I need it. Yeah. So it's really cool, though. Um, you know, to be able to just write on your, you know, because it's some kind of technology and witchcraft that happens there with the iPad, iPad and <laughs> all the things, and I don't, I don't understand it, but it, it works and it's really cool. Um, but then you have this product or, or this, uh, not product, but you have this, this, uh, portrait, portrait of, of you, um, on this cool backdrop, um, with you in the foreground posing however you want, however, you know, you're led to do that in whatever outfit you're wearing or not outfit you're wearing. And then you get to write your story kind of in a very small, you know, brief way on mm-hmm. that picture. And that's, what's being posted and shared with people to see their beautiful strength. And yeah. it, it's a really, really, really cool thing. Um, that, I mean, I enjoyed being a part of it. You know? So far, I think I've photographed 130 plus people. Yeah. So I started it September of last year. And what's, what's funny is like, I've had this idea, I had this idea and I'm such a person that I come up with ideas, but I don't, um, mm. Get them going. Follow through. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, and I have this girl, Jeanette. She's amazing. She's um, like a business motivator. And she's like, just do it. Just yeah. do it. Just put the put it out there and just get going. And I'm like, okay, okay. And honestly, I will tell you, I quit 90% of things that I do. Mm-hmm. I quit we being healthy. We haven't anything around this. me so far. I, I, right. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, 38 <laughs> must have been some milestone year because I'm like, like this project, I don't think I've ever been so proud of something before. Yeah. And it's not me. It has zero to do with me, which is freaking awesome. But it has I mean, also I'm, everything to do with you. Well, yeah. But, I mean, it has, I'm the one who's doing it, yes. Yes. But it's 
people it's, are drawn but it's, to but it's, it. Yeah, it's from you though. Like it's not it's not just something because of your skill level. It's because of something that was birthed from you, mm-hmm. from your deep inside that no, you wanted kidding. to share, and people were like. Well, yeah. yeah, I'd love to do that too. Like if you're if you're bold enough to do that, then then maybe I can be. And then yeah. that and that's led you to photo shoots in different states now, like yeah. all over the place. And it's I have big dreams, which I'll talk yeah. about in a minute because I don't want to. Well, well, then I you'll have to do them now. though. Are you sure? Because <laughs> <laughs> like I have to wear those freaking shorts on Memorial Day. If I say it out loud, that means I have to do it, right? Yeah. So just for the record, <laughs> just to put this out there into the world. Um, so Annette, about a couple of months ago, when Barbell Voodoo had their first uh, warehouse open house, so if you're not in Nashville, sorry, you miss out on that. Um, they've had two, and she went to the first one, and she got a pair of our booty shorts. Yeah, that she is gonna say it, it was motivating her to. By the time Murph comes around, that's May. That's two yeah, months. that she is going to wear those come hell or high water. Whether she's made her goals or not made her goals, whatever, yeah. those are going on. There's going to be photographic proof of yeah. that, um, both the front and the back. And and then I'm sure. <laughs> I have to figure out. It's more the, the shorts don't scare me as much as the shirt because. Oh, I forgot about the What's the, what's I don't the have, shirt? I didn't buy a shirt. It's oh. just I'm trying to figure out. Like if I was to wear a sweatshirt. I'm okay, maybe. Oh, then you're just going to... Nah, you well, got to wear like a no, tiny Those booty shorts like roll up. Oh, God. No. <laughs> those booty shorts roll up, and then you have like the fat, the belly fat, and the thigh fat, and then like everything else just squishes. So CrossFit girls, oh, my God. One day I will have a CrossFit body because they just look amazing. Mm. Right now I have kind of a CrossFit body on like a little bit of Pillsbury... Pillsbury? <laughs> Pillsboro? Is that how you say that word? Pillsbury. Yeah. Pillsbury. Uh-huh. Yeah, you had oh, it right. Pillsbury. Pillsbury. Um, so I'm more or less dreading what kind of shirt I'm going to wear with these shorts. Because, like, shorts you could yeah. wear and, like, cover them up with a very, very loose right. shirt. Yeah. Now I know where you're, where you're going to. But at least it, there's no upside down stuff. So it's, like, push-ups, running, squats, and pull-ups. All the running. So yeah. um, it's all standing up straight. <laughs> so anyway. Mm. But I will wear those. I don't know how you stand up straight on squats, but what do you mean push you don't know how you stand up straight on squats? Push ups are not straight. You don't go upside down though. Like it's not like my right. shirt's gonna come up. But that like, area yeah. is all where like, it's moving. Gonna so. do the truffle yeah. shuffle. The truffle yeah. that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I will wear those things. Um, yeah, that's motivating right there. So what the hell was I talking about? <laughs> yeah. So what about moving forward? What are you gonna do from here? Like you're still you're still doing shoots for yes. beautiful strength. And so if that's something uh, people who are listening to, go check it out. And then if that's something they're interested in, then they yeah. would you know PM you you know private message, message or me. direct message um, you. Yep, it's beautiful strength underscore org on Instagram. It's beautiful strength dot org is the website. Mm-hmm. Um so they can get a hold of me that way. I've done several. I've had people that do donations for it. I've had um, people that can't afford it, so they just come have them taken. Uh, eventually, my goal is to turn it into a retreat and a and a project. Like, I mean, it, oh, this wow. would be the best job in the world if I could do it as a job. Like, mm-hmm. if somebody's like, "Hey, there's this dude in Montana that like." Survived a bear attack and like <laughs> came back and now he's like one arm like crossfitter. Yeah. I know. Like, like wouldn't that be cool? What about that like, dude that that killed the mountain lion? Right. 
I'd yeah. be epic. I'd, I'd be just be like, let's go and like interview this person. Like I've kind of, I'm like, it's weird to me because I feel like I'm constantly seeking people out. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like oh, wow, you look like you got burned in the face. Like, what's your story? You know? And you have to be very, <laughs> like, like, I, I know a, everybody a, has them, but some look person. more obvious. Like, I'm like, oh, cool. You're an amputee. Yeah. I'm like, what is your story? Like, yeah. I just, people who overcome stuff is just crazy. And like, um, I have a few things in the works. Like I'm going to be working with a sex trafficking, mm-hmm. um, group And then also, um, Gigi's Playhouse. I have a meeting with them. I haven't scheduled anything yet, but, um, basically like everything that you do, I'm just going to follow in your path and like, yeah, yeah. no, I like Chike. I like Barbell Voodoo. Now I'm on this podcast. Oh my gosh, Chike is so good. uh, Yeah. Um, and then eventually like long-term goals, I think it'd be awesome to have a tiny house, like a bus and just like have a head like the portrait thing set up in the back and like I could drive anywhere and just be and like just be an RV if you're going to be mobile what did I say a van like a tiny house oh <laughs> well yeah because I'd have to live in it well, I mean they're on a trailer but I mean like sorry they're not like mobile yeah, there's an RV right um, there Clark she's yeah. an RV yeah um she's all mine she's all mine that is not the line that you want to say when you think of that movie hmm there's a lot of lines. Yeah. I quote that movie front to back um, almost daily. Nice. At some area of my life. He reminds me of my dad, Clark Griswold. He just looks oh. like him. He doesn't act like also him. Also, when you're saying Eddie like does. No. Anyways. Um, anyway, I would love for this project to be something that is a global thing. Yeah. Um, nationwide first global thing. And then I'd love to do a two-day retreat. Mm-hmm. So... Um, about 75% of this is women that have participated in it, which makes sense because we live in a society where it's okay for women to share, not yeah. as much for men to share. And um, But it really, everybody who's done it says it's more therapeutic than they, they thought. Like at first, right, you're like, yeah. cool, you're going to yeah. take a picture and you're going to write about it. We have to think about mm-hmm. what you want to write. And then you can send me additional information and post, but like, I just um, photographed a girl on Sunday who has autism. Mm-hmm. She's on the spectrum. And she came in. She's like, yeah, and like April's Autism Awareness Month. I was like, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, and like the way that she talked about it inspires somebody else. Mm-hmm. And like every, what usually happens, like I've done these in studios where we come in and we go one after the other or somebody comes in or if it's just one at a time, I have them come to my apartment in my living room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of strange, but whatever. Um, and then they just sit down on my couch, and like usually the majority of people cry mm. um, or have some sort of emotional just release. And yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. They sit down, they'll tell me their story, and like I honestly have, I feel like I have like a God-given gift of just acceptance and listening. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I talked a lot too, but like I said, I'm kind of nosy. Like I want to know people's stories. Like if I ever go in somewhere where I don't know anybody, I want to know their name. I want to know like what, like it just yeah. like airports, airports blow my mind because Ugh. you're around thousands of people. And disease and sickness yeah, that and grossness. But they're going somewhere, and like, you don't know them. <laughs> yeah, it you just don't, yeah. blows my mind. Or, like, a football game or sporting event. Like, you're 50,000 people, and I know, like, five. Yeah. Um, so having people come in and just tell me their story. Uh-huh. And people are more alike than, you know. I mean, people could live across the pond in a whole other country or whatever, 
Mm-hmm. And you come over here and like you sit down, like there was a girl that was from England that um, sat down with me and I was like, wow, so a lot more alike than what you, th- what you think. Or like, um, yeah, just no matter how people look, yes, we all have different stories, but we're all human and we're mm. all breathing and trying to get through life and trying to die happy or at least close. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, and I, I'm so glad that I found a way to contribute to that. Like, yeah. I think it's awesome. I think it's fantastic. So, yeah, go check that out on the interwebs. The interwebs. <laughs> and all the social medias. It's great. Um, but, yeah, anything else? I think that was great. I don't think so. I would, uh, yeah, if you, I mean, reach out to her, and uh, it was fun. See if you can find my photo. Um, and... Should be like number. No, no, don't, no, no. They got to go through them. They got to figure it out. <laughs> they got to figure it out. Anyways, uh, but yeah, thanks for being on here, Annette, and uh, we'll see you uh, next time. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. On your way out, please take time to subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star review if you've liked what you've heard. And also, leave us a comment. Let us know what's going on with you. If you don't mind, stop on Instagram. Give us a little like on the IG at Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Also, you can find me there at fitby40.blog. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.